Hello everybody, welcome back to Battlefield. I'm your host Jessica Trout. It has been since October 31st on Halloween since I've done my last segment. And it's not that I was taking a break. It was honestly not my number one priority to get on my podcast and do a segment. Um, it's just that, yeah, it's just been a little stressful here and there. Um, I've been trying to sit down and write my book. But the thing is, when I get so stressed, my creativity is blocked to the max. Like, because I've, I've given my energy... I wasted my energy on so worrying about the stupidest crap that I kind of just, I just waste it. I'm so tired. And the fact that, you know, I do have a one-year-old that's hanging on me more because he's very needy from teething. And then you got my four-year-old who has, this, he's had this attitude for almost 48 hours going now. And I don't know if it's just a growth spur or what it is with him, but... He's just very defiant. He's acting very defiant for his age. And I get it that they don't know how to, you know, control or not control. Should I just say, like, deal with their emotions right when they're that age? I get that. But at the same time, he is smarter than what I guess you could say my husband really gives him credit for. Because let me tell you something. He knows when he's doing it. Because if we're serious and... Even if we're saying, hey, we're not laughing. Look at my face. Are, am I laughing? And he's still smiling. So he knows he's doing it. And so I guess that's, you know, with parenting, there's a lot of parenting books out there about stuff, you know, um, what is it? Passive discipline or how to discipline your child right or, you know, how to ignore it. Uh, blah 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 I get that but you know sometimes it's really hard to do so when he does it to the point where he will physically do something to get your attention and he knows he's doing it so it's like yeah a little bit over at this point so we went over chapter four jealousy and relationships how this can drive your partner away um that was part one this is part two like, that was all part one of the book, meaning, like, this is part two of the book. Jealousy techniques and practical strategies to combat in the real world. Um, I know these chapters have been short, but sometimes the simplest of things can mean a lot to people. Um, I don't think I need to read a 10-page chapter to get it, because honestly, you're then you're going to just start repeating all that information. Some people like that, some people don't. Um, this is just right when I found this book. So I think it's great. So chapter five is raising your overall self-esteem. Um, in this little cute little paragraph by Robert Heinlein, I think is the last name. I'm not very good at last names when they're spelled weird. Uh, he wrote a competent and self-confident person is incapable of jealousy in anything. Jealousy is a symptom of neurotic insecurity. That is true. If you have, but if you have a competent and if you have competence and self-confidence in you, then you are incapable of feeling that jealousy. You are able pretty much valuing yourself. Um, I know sometimes that shit happens. Like, hold on, I'm going to take a drink of my coffee. Shit happens when it comes to people who... Um, have broken your trust so many times it's almost it almost feels impossible to build that back up again I've been there done that so um the following passage is an adaption from the chapter that uh, this author wrote 
manipulation psychologist guide. However, it is very apt for a discussion on jealousy as well. And that's why she included this and expanded upon it in here. Um, she does plan to write an entire book dedicated to the notion of raising overall self-confidence, especially with the regards to women, because us women, we struggle more with our self-confidence because since the beginning of time, it seems like, we have, you know, always had, you know, the bust, the butt, the nice curves that men like, um, you know, overall beauty standard. And, you know, a lot of those standards have, through the years, have been kind of up and down. Like, take the, like, 30s, like, 20s to 40s, maybe, for example. You, those movie stars were really skinny. Uh, most of them were on speed half the time. Um, you know, a lot of them smoked, but yet they were very beautiful. Um, but it was a standard of you had to be skinny, all right? And then there was an age where, oh, I can't remember. <sighs> there had to be a gap between your thighs, which, I mean, you need some leg to cover that cooch area, I guess, if you ever get kicked there, in my opinion. But it's whatever. Now, today, you can have thick thighs, a tiny waist, and a big bust, it seems like, um, to me. All right? People are kind of now ignoring those Victoria's Secret model, um, you know, statue of skinny you know now you got bigger women coming to the model industry that which is nice it's a nice fucking change for once because i think i've said this before but every time i would look at a secret a victoria's secret model even on a poster going to the mall when they had their stores open and you know they would always have outfits that were too small even the exact size you were looking for. But see, it was mostly like tight fitted. So I would always have to go like one or two up. And when I would do that, I would hide it and go into the dressing room because I didn't want other girls knowing I had to go at least one or two sizes up in that category. So yeah. It's, it's not some clever tactic or trick to deflect a negative comment or anything like that. But rather, raising your own self-confidence aids in diffusing the impact jealous actions have on you from the get-go. It inoculates you from ever being affected by negative behavior in the first place. And as these forms of feeling are typically unconscious acts played out by those experiencing low confidence or temporary vulnerability. Okay? Nobody will truly feel jealous if they have a high regard for themselves. So in truth, nothing's more important than how you think and feel about yourself. That goes relationships as well as life in general. Okay, so how do we handle our inner critic? Well, you have an inner critic. Everybody does, okay? There is not one person on this earth who can sit there and tell you, I do not criticize myself. I think I'm perfect the way I am. Bull fucking shit, okay? Listening to this voice in your head or your monkey mind can aid in getting things done or helps you do things that will gain acceptance from other people, okay? But this inner critic can also kill your self-esteem if you let it. 
if you permit this egotistic element of your personality to get out of hand. Mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm, yeah. See, you know the people who act really narcissistic and they think they're perfect? I'm going to tell you right now. They're doing that as a shield. They're putting up a shield. They're trying to make the outside think that, oh, everything's okay. But really, when they go home at night and they shut the door behind them and they lock it, guess who is wallowing in self-pity and feeling like shit about themselves? Because they have an inner critic that they will not deal with. They do. So... The importance of separating the thinker from the feeler within you in a pre in previous books that this woman has written, which I have not read yet, but I really do want to. And, and it's needless to say that overthinking situations, it's not a good thing to be doing. As far as, say, is the biggest plight on human civilization today. Everyone overthinks things, especially today, guys. Everything is offensive. Everything is about... You know, oh, how you hurt my feelings with just one certain thing. The thing is, even certain words do not mean anything by to hurt a person, okay? Person, for some reason, out of the blue, takes it as something offensive and then they turn it into the biggest deal. Now, a lot of this comes from trolls trolling the internet, but at the same time. I mean, there's lots of things in the dictionary that have been there for years and years, decades even, and people could probably be like, that's offensive, that's offensive, that's offensive, that's offensive. Okay? Alright? That's how our human civilization is today. And it upset, it, you know, and I live, I feel like I live in a world where I just feel like I'm, I'm surrounded by, I don't know, the most egotistic simpletons in life. And I'm like, come on guys, we're smarter than that. Okay, so it is normal for your inner voice to, su to suggest both positive and negative thoughts. It's normal. It's not about blocking out the noise, but rather analyzing what you are thinking and if it's of any benefit to you, right? If it isn't, then it's important to prevent yourself from going down the rabbit hole of negative and spiraling imagery scenarios. So refocus those negative thoughts into something constructive and happier, Okay. Alright, so, again, I'm going to put this out there because uh, I, it's, it's good to repeat. So, for example, I've said, I think I've said this before in a segment also. I was on TikTok, right? I was doing a live. Okay? I think TikTok is a media platform that has become so obsessively... A need to a lot of people but also it is a platform that a lot of people go to bully people now here's the deal this is what happened this is how I I handled my situation I was talking about my book and how you know being a mom and stuff like I was trying to be inspiring and, and enlightening until this user comes on with no picture no name it just says user bunch of numbers and letters and then there's no videos to this person. But yet, they had the gumption to comment on my live constantly as I was talking. Saying how you should probably get your lazy eye checked. Which my eye does go off. I'm very aware that it's probably getting to that point in my life that I need to probably get it looked at. Um, I've had a lazy eye before. I've had two surgeries to fix it. So yes, I'm very well aware. 
and commenting on how big my forehead was when I had my hair in a bun. So this is what I did. Instead of getting upset because this person this person's insecurities and ego are huge, I decided to play nice. I decided to think, you know, this person is either a person that is very judgmental. Like we all like, okay, so this is what we all think about trolls. Or at least a lot of us who have imagined what trolls are. A 40-year-old virgin that's sitting down in his mama's basement, he, he or she in his mama's basement, eating chips and deciding just to try to do damage, okay? Or you, this was an actual person who just thought, you know, I'm perfect. Why can't everybody else be perfect? And so I'm going to comment and see if I can help. But really, I'm not helping. I'm being rude, I guess, per se. <clears throat> So what I did is that I started joking around with this person. I started saying, oh yeah, my forehead is looks pretty big, huh? And then I started pointing my freckles. I was like, yeah, and look at all these freckles. These are real too, but I bet they're pretty, I bet they're not, you know, as good as the, the, the inauthentic freckles that you get when you dot them on your face. Or, you know, I was saying, yeah, I mean, you know, I got red hair, but it'd probably be great if I was a blonde, huh? And I just, I kept smiling and I kept pointing out everything that, even though it sounded negative, but at the same time, as I was doing this, I realized how much value I really had in myself. I actually had a lot more value than what I made out to be in that video. And guess what? That person actually stopped. And then they started just randomly joking with me about other things. Like this person was like, oh my God, <laughs> I can't hurt her. So, I literally struck this person down. So, I refocused those negative thoughts into something constructive and happier. I used that criticism and constructed it into something positive, okay? So, cultivate a gratitude mindset, right? So, a lot of people think being grateful for is just like... Kind of like what you do on Thanksgiving, which is coming up, by the way. You only take one day to be thankful or grateful for everything. Okay, and then it's back to... Well, that's not it. Okay? there You don't have to be thankful for only the big stuff. Or the big things in you, what you've done. Even the simplest, small things that you can be grateful for. Like, the mind works in a way to serve you. Okay? More of what you are currently experiencing now. If you are constantly in a state of fear and worry, guess what? Your subconscious will simply serve you up more to be fearful and worried about. Our subconscious is very... Okay. Our subconsciouses are so... They're bullies. I think our subconsciouses are more bullies than they are than do us good. Because as you feed your... Our subconsciouses are inner self to the point where... It's kind of one of our mainframes, but when we feed it negative stuff, it's going to make us think negative things. And the thing is, it makes it, it, when you feed yourself conscious, you're feeding it and it gets like, it gets stronger. And then it becomes your monkey mind. Sometimes our subconscious are not always there to help us. It's there to hurt us. Okay. But on the other hand, if you're extremely positive and grateful... The mind goes to work and find you more of the same. Again, 
The subconscious doesn't know the difference between feeling great because you just won the lottery or being ecstatic simply to be alive. It works in feelings, emotions, and imagery. The subconscious is always working with your emotions, always working with your emotions, okay? And imagery and how you feel. The subconscious doesn't have to go by because something happened to you, you know, happily, like, let's say 30 minutes ago. No, it won't feed off of that the whole day, by the way. It doesn't go by what just happened to you that, oh, it's so great, blah, blah, like, it's not going to feed off of that. It feeds off of the feeling of, and emotions and imagery of how you perceive yourself, okay? You gotta learn to appreciate yourself of all the good things about your life, including the current relationship. Is a great exercise. And as a bonus, this when you feel good about yourself and grateful for the things that you have, large or small, your mind won't have room to entertain negative thoughts, okay? And I used to have that a lot, okay? I used to, you know, since, you know, when I didn't value myself, I didn't put any self-confidence in, you know, I, my subconscious made me worry about the stupidest things that weren't even happening. Okay? Weren't even happening. And at one point in my life, I did put the blame on certain people that, well, they had nothing to do with anything. It was just completely in my brain because I kept feeding myself this shit that didn't that's just toxic shit that didn't need okay like if i thought someone was cheating on me i would go the length to go through their phone ask who this girl was are they just a friend i literally went lengths above and beyond and i'm not gonna i'm not going to hide that i'm gonna be vulnerable and tell you right now i even followed one of my um exes before to a place they said they, that I can't talk they said that they were gonna go to a bar with friends and I said okay so I waited for him to leave and I knew what bar he was going to and so I followed him and all I did I just kind of watched like to make sure he was just meeting up with just the guys like I literally went that far you guys I was egotistically just you know fearful I was. And so, if you're feeling these certain type of ways with anything and everything, I do write in a journal here and there. I, I, I should write in it every day, no matter if it's a sentence or a paragraph or five pages. But you can put things into writing. You can also write down the things that you like about yourself in a journal. Um, the positive traits you have in situations that they affect. When you are feeling low or when the day is not turning out as well as you'd hoped or when negative thoughts begin to creep into your mind and take out your list and reread them. You can update this list every day or whenever you're discovering something new positive about yourself. It is a lot. It is work. Yes. People don't want to do that. They or they say, I don't have time to write in a journal. Yes, you do. If you're sitting on the couch on your phone doing the TikTok or watching TV, you could have taken some of that time to write down stuff. Right? Stop being a perfectionist. This is really hard, especially people with the actual OCD diagnosis. Um, so, I mean, get therapy. Get actual 
therapy for it. But um, aiming for perfection all the time can be very destructive. It does, however, um, destroy relationships. And I'm not saying you have to have the diagnoses, but if you act as if you need perfection all the time, you're going to destroy everything in your path and everybody that, you know, who has been in your life. Or almost everybody. I don't know. So just like negative thoughts, perfectionism can paralyze you from getting things done due to your fear of not living up to a high standard you have set for yourself. This may also result in procrastination, thus ending up not getting you the results you expected. This can bring your self-esteem crashing down if you let it in. So try making these altercations, right? Strive for good enough. Stop aiming for perfection. Remember, everybody, nobody's perfect. When you aim for perfection all the time, you don't finish a task because you'll either wait for the right time or continue to work on the task until it return, turns out flawless, which now then becomes, becomes obsession. Okay. And when you're obsessed, you can't take care of yourself. You can't take care of the people you care about. You can't do, you can't do a lot. Okay. Striving for perfection will only hurt you in the long run. Exactly. Remind yourself it's not a fairy tale and that it doesn't always end in a happily ever after. Learn to manage your expectations because after all, this is real life. You have managed to deal with everything life has thrown at you up until this point. Because you are still alive reading this today. If you were to get this book anyway, but I'm reading it to you. So <laughs> the two curveballs in your life you will never see coming. And she goes to write, absolutely no point in worrying about them today. You will deal with them at the time as you always have done. So stop worrying. Look at the mistakes and failures as lessons. Oh, I've said this millions of times in my segments in different seasons. Okay. Let's just say it's inevitable that you will make mistakes time to time. And you will fail some days. Okay. Whether that's making breakfast and you accidentally burnt one side of your pancake to the whole day has just been, I don't know, the number 13 on Friday the 13th. Okay. There are always be positives you can take from every situation though, if you do this. Okay. Learn from them. Learn from them. You either win or you learn. Okay. You need to be trying something new. Get out of your comfort zone as much and as often as possible. Yes, when you get out of your comfort zone, it won't always be perfect when you do it. Trust me. As a person, you used to be scared to talk to people, socialize, and not be very open and vulnerable. When I step, finally stepped out of that comfort zone, yeah, I made mistakes. I made mistakes, but I've learned from them. And I would try, I tried again. I'd, I'd fix it and try again. And then guess what? It would work again. It, it would work the second time. So for example, I was selling pure romance for two years. Okay. I was consultant and of course talking to people and how I've talked to them or, you know, getting out, getting out there to talk to them about it. Oh yeah. I've made my mistakes on like orders before. Well, let me tell you something. It's going to happen. We're human. We're not machines. We're not technology that is smarter than us. Sometimes it's not because it breaks down. I gotta tell you that 
even though the customer got a hold of me and told me, oh, I haven't received anything, you know, you said it would be here in two weeks. And I realized after, you know, I went and looked at the receipt, the copy might end. I accidentally put the wrong address in. I said, I'm very sorry. So I, I told my customer I would give a free gift with it and that, you know, and, but the thing is they stayed with me. It's just that, you know, she kind of didn't really order much after that, but at the same time, you know, she was always asking me questions about certain products. So I always had high hopes. And of course I then after that mistake, I learned to double check or even triple check my addresses on my orders. So even something like that. So stop comparing yourself to others. You'll never be good enough. You keep comparing yourself with other people. You'll never win because there's always someone better or there's always something more valuable to attain out there. You are only ever in competition with yourself to improve on the version of you from yesterday or a year ago. So remember to always look back at A, not forward to C. Look at how far you've come as a person with regards to your development. Okay, other people are on their own journey. Let them get on with it. Only you walk in your shoes. Be proud of that and keep treading your own path. So especially with moms, we have trouble with this completely. We always see other moms with their kids. And we're always like, man, I wish I was that mom. I wish I could be better just like her, you know, because I feel like, you know, I get too firm with my kid, but she's all sitting there nice and calm and, you know, the kid's listening, but my kid won't even look me in the eye, you know, when I'm talking, even when I'm talking calmly, you know, how does she do it? How does she do it? That's the thing. Kids are different. You're basing your whole basis off, not the mom really, it's just how the kid is, okay? And of course there's moms out there who are always on social media, they look like they have the perfect life, right? They're always seeing pictures, they're always putting filters on. There's that white bright smile, might even like have some freaking nice hat on with some jeans with a crop top and with their kids and you know especially with fall coming around family photos are coming around and all and I'm the kind of mom sometimes who's like wow maybe we should do a family photo well it's not gonna prove to show people we're a great family to me that's proving nothing it's just having a nice photo to put in my my living room or my dining room for me to look at I don't really like posting on social media with my kids because of all the curves out there but at the same time you know, it's whatever, can't keep them safe from everything, I guess, but that's at least it's what my husband tells me. But still, I try to make them very, you know, I try to make sure they're not on there constantly. But at the same time, there are times I feel maybe I should take pictures more. And that's kind of what I've been struggling with other moms, you know? Seeing how they have the per what makes it look like they have the perfect life, and yet I am very much aware that is not the truth. I am very much aware I am a good mom. I am very much aware that those moms probably after those pictures or even before those pictures have probably struggled <laughs> even getting their kids dressed or have almost lost their minds or, you know, they had a bad day. So I am still aware of the fact that that's just, you know, 
nothing's perfect. A photo is just a mirror and I have, and I, and I'm trying to practice that. Okay. I should not compare myself to other moms. I really shouldn't. Sorry, there's a lot of cars going by. I can't even do a podcast segment on my nice front porch enclosed and you know, cause there's always a loud vehicle going by on my street. So be around people who are supportive of you. And let me tell you something. I am very lucky. I do. I have a lot of people, especially a tribe of my women that have been supportive to the, that I met at a pure romance meeting, by the way, and they have been supportive ever since. And it's obvious, but most people still do not take as much notice of this concept as they should. It's simple. Do not hang around negative people who only see the things that you have done wrong. And this includes the jealous people. Okay, let me tell you a little story. I have an ex who says that they're sorry for everything they've done, but still they bring up the, the negative in the past. And I'm like, dude, I do not want this. I do. We, we crossed that bridge. We burned it. We're done. Okay. I don't get it. I don't want to know why. But at the same time, I've said, you know what? I don't want to hear it. Okay. Because I mean, if you want to, if you want to close that gap of that path, that, that past we have with, you know, lots of bad things and negative things and close it, quit, bring it up. I can't be friends with people who bring up shit like that and are constantly still thinking about it. It, it just downs my vibe. Okay. And it just, it, it will feed, I don't want to feed into it. And it's just going to probably get to me, make me feel bad or make me mad. And that's probably what they want. I don't know. So, try to be around positive and high-performance people, those who are willing to support you and lift you up. This is easier said than done with regards to close friends and family, but you do have to draw the line somewhere. Be people who will pick you up, but when you fall, I mean, when you fall and help you get back on your feet, yes. So make a conscious effort to only socialize with those who encourage your progress and feed your confidence. It goes without saying that jealous types will have a hard time with this. So, the ruthless, remove them from your social groups, or at least cut down your exposure to them whenever possible. So, rising above needless gossip goes a long way in preventing the green-eyed monster from ever rearing its ugly head. I freaking love that. It is the best freaking sentence to read. (laughs) Prevent the green eye monster from rearing its head. Yeah. So again, you know, it's easy. I know how a lot of you are like, well, it's easier said than done, you know? Okay. Well then maybe you need to just be with yourself for a good while. You need to be within yourself. When I mean be within yourself, like learn to value yourself, start practicing, start meditating. I don't care. Start writing it down. Start being around your friends. Even if if you know you can trust your friends and be vulnerable, then do that. Say, hey, um, so I've listened to this podcast or I read this book and I just blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I don't know, just start talking. Even tell your friends who you know are your support. Say, I love you so much. I appreciate you. Do not, do not ever let them forget how much you appreciate those people. Like make sure they know. Cause sometimes we go without telling people how much we appreciate their support. Okay. 
Because there are days they're going to feel drained from giving their energy to support people. So we need to we need to make sure we lift them up and keep their energy going. And it's going to make you feel good. But also, as well, you know, you're going to get out of a comfort zone. You're going to start putting yourself in perspectives. You're going to... You're going to start valuing everything. You're going to start being grateful for everything. You're going to start even with... But thing is, it has to start with you. You have to start with yourself. And I'm, I know we've been saying this over and over, but here's the deal. You can't say it enough. Because it's true. Especially the how social media is today. Like, bam. It's just... Ugh, it breaks my heart. Especially all the comments I read sometimes on people's videos that don't have a lot of followers you know, or the money, or, you know, all that. So it's like, seriously, like, these people are brutal. They are brutal. And then people wonder why people have mental health problems. Like, the answer is right in front of you. It's, it's them being the way they are. It's them bringing people down. And, but yet, yeah, they don't want to take responsibility for their actions. And that really makes me sad. So anyway... Hope you guys liked it. Sorry if it sounded very long and drug out, but I had a morning with my four-year-old. I did have one of those mornings, but let me tell you something. I told him, you know what? I love you, and I'm sorry that mommy had to use her big voice, but you need to listen, okay? I was trying to get him dressed for school. I said, you can't go to school without pants, bud. Sorry. That only happens in dreams, okay? So, yeah, but other than that, I'm over it. I'm over it, and I hope he has a good day at school. So, I love him, and I can't wait till he gets home so I can give him a big hug and a squeeze. So, I hope you guys enjoyed this, and I'm sorry it took so long. But again, you know, I don't always have to have my shit together sometimes. You know, sometimes I have things in my life that are a little off par, and I need to do a lot of soul-searching, especially with myself, before I can help other people. Pretty much, I am refreshing and refilling my cup before I start pouring into everybody else. Or, you know, pouring a little bit each to anyone else's cup. So, that's how I ride. Alright? I hope you guys have a great day. Stay happy, stay healthy, wash your hands, because it's that time of the year. Bye-bye!